the year was 450 before Christ. The young Socrates of Athens did an internship at the famed Eupalinus Architecture Office in Anjus, Lisbon. During this year, the to-be philosopher dedicated his free time to the broad question of the education of an architect, starting with what must the architect learn? In doing so, he came to develop his Socratic method, decomposing a broad question into a series of subsequent questions. This obviously fictional scenario offers the frame to this small radio show, where questions, coming from you, our listeners, will help us gain a better understanding of the makings of the education of an architect. My name is Francisco Moraveiga, and I will be asking your questions to a group of interested, interesting and inspiring people. Each show, a new question. Welcome to When Socrates Was an Architect. Welcome to the first episode of When Socrates Was an Architect. To kick off our series, we will start with a simple question. What must the architect learn? And we will pose it to a group of people whose job is to address the same question on a daily, maybe semestral, basis. Deans and Directors of Studies of Architecture Schools. Professor Deborah Berkey, Dean of the Yale School of Architecture. Professor Dick Van Gameren, Dean of the Delft School of Architecture. Professor Christoph Lindner, Dean of the Bartlett School of Architecture, and Professor Martin Delbecke, Director of Studies at the ETH Zurich, were kind enough to share with us their possible answers to this departing question. Well, I think the easy short answer is the architect must learn everything, right? I mean, that is, we are at the intersection of, of all things, and the word intersectionality has become very popular, but the architect was the point of intersectionality forever, has been the point of intersectionality forever. So the architect, the, the short answer to the question is the architect must learn everything. The long answer to the question, of course, is one cannot know everything. Uh, and the hubris to imagine one could is offensive and no architect should want to be offensive. So I think that the real answer is that the architect should always be endlessly, insatiably curious um, and be open to the idea of learning something all the time. You will never know everything, but you can always learn something. And that should be, you know, like the appetite of a hungry dog um, that you just want to know more. And it It, you could follow a trail down because you saw a brick you liked, or you could follow a trail in another direction because you read an article uh, about philosophy that ticked your brain. Um, I, you know, that's what the architect must do. I have argued for a long time as an educator and as a practitioner that architects should be broadly engaged with the world outside of architecture. So art, of course, science, Political activism should definitely be on the list, particularly right now and certainly in the United States. Uh, music, theater. Um, I think having interests uh, in the world outside of architecture makes you a better architect um, and makes you understand what drives all the other people in the world who aren't architects, who still have to engage with the built environment, right? 
Um, so I don't know how much more you want me to keep on going, but that's what I believe the architect needs to learn. Untamed curiosity and the will to engage with the realms beyond the borders of architecture. And this besides everything, of course. But what could this everything be? Professor Dick van Gammeren seems to have narrowed the scope down for us a bit. Well, my, my first, let's say, more spontaneous answer would be uh, that I think that, yeah, of course, let's say the architect must learn, uh, let's say, the craft of being an architect. But I think that the challenge is also for us uh, as uh, teachers is that, that we also learn how they are, what they do with their craft, uh, craftsmanship, how that is connected to the big challenges we all have to face. Uh, and then I think the three big challenges I see uh, are, uh, well, uh, the, the, the growing inequality in the world, especially in urban uh, situations. And that's, of course, often where architects find their uh, work. Um, it's, of course, how their work uh, helps to uh, combat uh, the climate crisis. As the second thing, and related to that, but but maybe a bit different also, yeah, how they can work, that they learn yeah, that the material they work with, how that impacts also uh, the world. So the growing lack of resources, the, uh, even that resources become also uh, an arena of uh, no of battles almost of war. So we have to also more and more careful uh, about the material that we use. And my my quickly tease you to go into what the craft of the architect is. Yeah, first thing you refer to. Well, I think the uh, the architect, I think. Uh, needs to be able to have a central position in the very complex uh, 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 field of, of operation in which he will be, uh, in which he will find himself. So the input of all kinds of disciplines, uh, opinions of people with knowledge, but also without any knowledge. But still, uh, the architect, I think, has to be able to bring this all together in in a project. Good. So that's the craft. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's also at the craft in the more traditional way that you know how how actually to make a building. To know how to make a building, to be aware of the zeitgeist, and act in a responsible manner, will set the core of the field of operations. A lot to learn, but it's still not all. Let's hear what Professor Christoph Lindner had to say. So I feel uncomfortable saying the following thing, which is the architect must not learn architecture. So what I mean by that is if we think about the way that the discipline, the, the practice, the community, the methodology, the pedagogy, the ways of thinking, the criticality, the creativity of architecture, if we think about how all of that has been institutionalized in design education, then what I'm suggesting is what the architect needs to do is unlearn that 
whole package and relearn something different. Now, I'm not suggesting that uh, current architectural education has no value. It has tremendous value and it helps to create and unlock the careers of amazing designers all over the world. So we're obviously doing a lot well and a lot right. But I think the basic question of what should the architect learn, I think we need to be willing to challenge all of our assumptions. And that means going right back to basics. So if we unpick how architecture has been institutionalized, and if we had the dreamy possibility of remaking that freshly from scratch, what would we do differently? How would that work? What would that look like? And there are many possibilities, and I think we should be alert to and receptive of a whole range of possibilities. Um, and in fact, I would suggest there should be no singular way of doing architectural education. I think it should always be in the plural. We should be talking about educations in the plural. But to be a little bit less vague, I would say at least a few things. First of all, I think architectural education um, ideally should always be enmeshed with, embroiled with lots of other forms of education. Architecture does not exist in isolation. And so its education needs to be developed in dialogue with lots of surrounding communities of knowledge, whether that's on the te more technical engineering side of things, or possibly on the more kind of digital computational side of things, or on the more artistic and philosophical side of things and beyond, right? So that would be one statement. Uh, I think the other statement is that um, we need to really think more about people and place. So, um, uh, and, and there, there are of course many architects who approach design from that point of view, of thinking about the environment, about biodiversity, about human society and human bodies and so on. Um, but thinking less about structure and more about people is something that I think could be welcomed. Um, and maybe a final statement, because I'm offering a very long rambling answer to your, to your very direct question, is I think one of the most beneficial things we could do in architectural education is to unbuild the hierarchies and the accumulated privileges that exist in this um, uh, educational economy. And one important way of doing that is by diversifying who we are and the kinds of questions that we address and explore in education. So we need more voices, more people, more epistemologies, more languages, more religions, um, more diverse perspectives um, in the studio, in the academy. And that can only strengthen and benefit uh, how we do architectural education. So one should deconstruct the current models by going back to basics enlarging the scope of what architecture education might be, or rather become, through a steady dialogue with all other disciplines, with people and with place. The learning horizon keeps on widening. Professor Martin Delbecke had this to add. Uh, I think the, the question, uh, what the architecture should learn is to ask questions. 
and I think that 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 is the most um, uh, important feature of being an architect because by um, asking questions you define the problem. Uh, what fascinates me in architecture is that architecture always deals with problems that are actually too big for architecture, so that they are uh, always uh, uh, addressing issues that are actually way beyond architecture, way beyond the capacity of the architect or the agency of, of building uh, or whatever. So the, the architect has to be able to ask questions that allow him or her to transform this absurd situation in something uh, that can be transformed into an action and into a proposal and into a project. And I really think that this is what uh, an architectural department or an architecture program should do, uh, train students in uh, asking questions, asking questions that allow them sort of to arrive at a, at a definition of, of a problem that they can work with. And obviously this definition is fluid. It will change, it will uh, transform because there are always new questions that are being asked throughout the development uh, of a project. But at the same time, they define, they allow uh, one to define a kind of small corner of the world or a small corner of the, of the universe where it's possible to do something, but definitely also to propose uh, uh, something, which then again is a way, in a way, is a question to the world yeah, and, and to the outside world. So that, in, in a nutshell, is, I think, what, a, what an architectural department must do. And I, I very explicitly say that because obviously there's a lot of discussion also at ETH about how <coughs> uh, the curriculum should react to the realities uh, and the urgencies uh, of today. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think the, 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 the answer to that question is, is, uh, is obviously double. Uh, of course, uh, I think it's an absolute uh, requirement of architecture departments today sort of to, to re-engage uh, with the world. Uh, so uh, we can't sort of uh, celebrate kind of autonomy or... or uh, um, I mean, architecture has of itself a kind of inward-looking tendency as a discipline. So we have to challenge this inward-looking tendency uh, continuously by bringing in new contents, new problems, new, uh, uh, new questions. But at the same time, um, uh, uh, what happens in an architecture school shouldn't be determined by that. Uh, uh, I think all these things that come in are basically occasions or um, invitations to ask new kinds of questions and new types of questions and sort of to expand the field in which uh, uh, we ask uh, questions uh, as, as architects. So in a way, it's, it's an almost Socratic uh, 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 <laughs> definition of, of, of what the architect is, but, but, uh, but uh, I, I strongly believe in it. Asking questions, acknowledging a codependency to other disciplines and its actions, and yet again, keep on asking questions. The first go at answering the question of what must the architect learn offered us a solid, fertile ground to move forward from. Our four guest answers do overlap. What might circle out some certainties, for instance, curiosity seems to be key. Still, interesting cloudy edges now appear, edges we can explore in our next episodes. It is now up to you to point a direction and pose a question regarding the teaching and learning of architecture you want to see answered. 
So what do you want to ask? Send your questions to fmvega at afortune.com or leave a message on Afortune's Instagram account so we can follow Socrates on to the next one. Hold up.